So okay, good. <clears throat> All right. So uh, welcome everybody. Today is uh, August the seventeenth. This is our our um, whole life healing program focusing on all lies matter, and uh, we have Dr. Alexandra Lloyd, Dr. David Peck, myself. We're going to uh, they're going to address a particular subject today, and I'll assist in the background. Um, before we start, though, I want to share this disclaimer. This presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Dr. Alex Lloyd, Dr. David Peck, myself, or, or um, possibly you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, guys, it's all yours. Thank you, Johanna. And uh, thank you, uh, Dave, Dr. Dave. And thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I was clicking some things on my email. Sorry. Uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I'm Alex Lloyd. This is Dr. David Peck. David. Uh, is a double board certified surgeon, uh, 24 plus years, I think, at Columbia in New York, uh, over 50 published papers, four United States patents, about, about as high on that medical doctor ladder as you can get. Um, and we're on a mission. The mission is to help a million to a billion people develop emotional well-being in their life. And I believe if we can do that, it will change the lives of every one of those people. And then their life will start to change the people around them, like throwing a rock in a pond and those ripples go out all over the whole pond. So I believe if we can help a million to a billion people, there's a good chance it's going to help many, many, many more all over the world. And, and, and that's why we decided to do this. That's why we're doing it for free, even though I've been charging money for these things for 20 years. Uh, the world is in a situation most of us have never seen. Um, I'm hearing that almost every single week from somebody new. Um, I've never seen the world this afraid. I've never seen the world this sick. I've never seen the world this fragmented. I've never seen the world this with this much anxiety. I've never seen this much stress. I've never, you know, and, and I think all of us can relate to that to some degree or other, okay? So that's, that's why we're doing this. That's why we're using our time every week to try to help people who we believe need help. And I believe you can not only get help from the pandemic and all the crazy stuff, the economy, inflation, uh, all this political unrest, from all this stuff going on in the world, I believe you can not only be okay, I believe you can be better than you've ever been. And, and I, I would say that's kind of what we're here to offer and offer it for free. 
David, Dave, you want to add anything to that before we go to kind of the topic for today? Um, not really. I mean, okay. the only thing about today's topic is that, you know, I, I'm a little bit, it's like in a confessional for me. So I'm a little bit apprehensive <laughs> about talking about it. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and David came up with the topic and, and the topic is kind of about risk seeking behaviors. Uh, you've heard of the term adrenaline junkie. Um, there's a, there's a type a personality. There's a, there's a, a lot of people don't know this, but some people talk about a type um, T personality, which is thrill. T is for thrill. It's thrill-seeking behavior, okay? And in psychology, and just in my experience, uh, this has been a big deal. I was born with uh, severe dyslexia. I was born with severe... ADHD. And one of the things that goes with ADHD is being impatient. And one of the things about being impatient is you're wanting something now. Okay. I want to feel this now. I want to stop feeling this now. Okay. And one of the big ones for me has been what, what we would call in psychology the feeling of a thrill or the feeling of a rush, okay? It, it, it's interesting to me, the, the psychology and philosophy of all of this. Um, I've been watching, it just ended like a few days ago, but they've been showing on TV what's called the World Athletic Championships. And it's kind of a mini Olympics. They only do it like every few years. And this was the first one ever that was in the United States. It was in Oregon. And I was thinking about this as I was watching it. I was watching the pole vault, which is amazing anyway to me, that these guys with nothing but a stick can throw their body over, over something that's 20 feet tall which is about how high it was when they got to the later stages. And the fact, one of the fascinating things to me about that is, okay, you've got, I'm talking about the uh, men's pole vault because I don't remember the women's what height they got up to. I think it was 17 or 18 feet, but the men's was, was 20. So here's the picture. You've got a man who is falling to the ground and his face is facing the sky. So he can't see the ground, all right? And they don't even look for the ground. They're looking up, typically. And if they made it, if the, if the bar didn't come down, typically they're coming down from 20 feet on their back, looking up, not able to see the ground, with this huge smile on their face. And, and sometimes if the bar didn't drop, you know, it means now they're, they're ahead and they're going like this. Yes, 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 yes. They're celebrating all the way down. Well, okay, think about that a second. What if you were falling from 20 feet, face up, you can't see the ground, but you know you're 20 feet off the ground and you accidentally fall. Are you celebrating all the way down? 
<laughs> okay, no. no. No, you're not. You may be screaming. Yeah. If you're not screaming outwardly, you're screaming inwardly because you're thinking, I'm either going to die right now or be badly injured, right? Okay. Well, the pole vault guys, they're falling from the same height, and they're not only not screaming and not thinking they're going to die, they're celebrating. They're high-fiving. They're, you know. So how can that be? That it's the exact same physical sensation. Well, it can be because they know they're falling onto a big bed that's, that's cushy, okay? That's sort of the idea behind thrill-seeking adrenaline behavior. It's to try to get a rush without hurting yourself, okay? And, and that's the reason Disneyland exists and Universal Studios, and movies, and, and a lot of other things, okay? And in my life, I will confess that, oh, my goodness, have I been an adrenaline junkie, uh, big time, all my life. In fact, in fact, this is, this is the best example I have. When I was nine years old in elementary school, and we would go out to recess, which was like 30, 40 minutes long each day. We'd go outside and you could do pretty much whatever you wanted to. We would play games sometimes like kickball or something. But sometimes we would just sort of hang out and mess around. And one of my favorite things to do, there was a, there was a piece of uh, uh, playground equipment that was, I think it was eight or nine feet tall. Okay. And it was a climbing thing, but at the top was flat bars and the bars were about a foot, uh, about a foot apart. So you've got bars about this big around about a foot apart that were 10 feet long on the top of that uh, climbing thing. And it was flat like a board. Okay. I don't know how this started, but one day I climbed up to the top of that thing, climbed up on the top, stood up on two of the bars, one foot on one bar, one foot on another bar, got my bearings, and then I started walking back and forth on the top of that across the bars, okay? Now, everyone, after about 30 seconds was looking at me because everybody started pointing and, and yelling. I, I mean, they thought I was going to fall and kill myself. I'm nine years old. And if I fall from nine feet high, I might've killed myself. Okay. I never saw one other student do that ever, ever. And I went to this school for 15 years, including college, okay? I, net, I saw one or two that watched me and they climbed up there, looked at it, but they were too scared. They would not stand up and then start walking back and forth. And, and I think they were probably way smarter than me, okay? 
why did I? I'm sorry. I've got a phone ringing. I'm not going to answer it, but I need to turn that off. Um, so, so why did I do that? Because it was a major rush. Okay. When you're up that high and your body knows, yes, this could kill you. It starts pumping adrenaline like crazy. Okay. And that feels good. It's like taking a pill that's an upper or something, which is why people are addicted to uppers, okay? Because it feels good, okay? So all my life, I've dealt with that, wanting to do risky things because, whoo, boy, that's a rush. Whoo, boy, that felt. I don't know if it would always feel good, but it would feel, you would feel, okay? And, and that's, that's another one of the reasons people do risk-taking behavior is they have a negative thing that they're feeling and they're wanting to kind of drown it out, at least for a few minutes or a few hours or a few days. So that's another reason people do it is because to balance out a negative. Another reason is just because when you're doing one of those thrill-seeking things, you really... It's, all, it's really even hard to think about something negative because you're thinking about the thrill-seeking thing. When I did the Hulk roller coaster at Universal Studios, the one that goes straight up for like the first 100 feet, and I mean, it is a rush, okay? But when you're doing that, going up, you're not thinking about the problem in your life. You almost can't think about it. This is so out of body kind of deal, you know, and so exciting and so takes your breath away. You can't think about the negative almost. Well, that's part of it too, okay? So adrenaline thrill-seeking behavior can be because you're wired that way, like me, like the ADHD or something. It can be... Um, because you want to challenge yourself, it can be to drown out something that you're thinking or feeling. Uh, it can be just, you know, to challenge yourself, okay? But, but if you're just challenging yourself, it, it's typically in balance. So, yeah. I, Dave, I sort of wandered all over the place. What? what yeah. I don't know. You know, so I have sort of a different i think what i'm really thinking about more than risk taking is misbehaving and and oh. and and what, yeah yeah and 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 what i was saying was you know this was sort of like there's we, we talked about like being the good boy and perfect all that and everything but then there was a doubt the other side of that right you know and this was the other side for me you know like growing up with you know the people who were like you know they were sort of like the um i don't know you know the kids at school that were in the quad angle you know the sort of the right. druggy crowd and that kind of thing and like popular and all i ended up hanging out with them even though i did all the other things i was you know spending time with them so you know i i think you know my question the, the question that came to my my mind was like you know what's the difference between healthy risk taking and unhealthy risk taking and yeah. 
is it really risk taking me like, you know, smoking some pot here and there when I'm not supposed to or something? Is that, is that like, is it because I'm seeking a thrill or is it maybe more because I'm misbehaving and sort of rebelling against being that good boy? Yeah. I had a, uh, that's a, that's a good point, David. Um, I had a client one time who had been, um, pretty seriously sexually abused as a, as a young girl. And she wouldn't tell me about it. Okay. She came to me for help, but she, that was a part of her life. She didn't discuss with anybody and she didn't want to discuss it with me either. She just wanted her problem to go away. She did not consider that to be her problem. Okay. But, but what she was doing is sleeping indiscriminately with almost any and every guy, whether they showed interest in her or not. And a lot did, she was fairly attractive, but that was her thing, was just indiscriminate sex, okay? Had another client who was pretty severely sexually abused as a little girl, and she was totally frigid. Like, she, she, that she had no sexuality at all as part of her life. Well, both of those are very unhealthy, but unfortunately, when there's a trauma, that's usually what happens. The person will go to one extreme or another, okay? So what I would say, if someone is acting out, misbehaving, so to speak, over and over and over and over and over and over and over, it, the, the chances are great. I would say over 90% that there's some trauma at the root of that. And the trauma could be an acting out trauma or the opposite. But the, the key when someone has one of these is they tend to go to the extreme, but it can be any extreme. It can be an acting out extreme or it can be a, oh, oh, I'm going to do everything exactly 100% right. But both of those are really wrong. And, 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 but wrong because they will steal that person's life. The place you have to live if you want a happy and healthy life is in balance. Now, the only extreme I would say is a good one is love. And, and, and love to the extreme, go for it, I would say. But anything else, you better be balanced or, or it's going to end up biting you in the rear. Dave? Yeah, I, I don't think what, what, what true love, the agape love, the love that you're talking yeah. about, I don't think that can be obsessive. Yeah. You know, I, they're not compatible terms, in yeah. other words. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or I would just call it a great obsession. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. the only one. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, okay. Yeah, ready? Yes. I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's fine. I think... Go to the um, so uh, so I so I would say what we're working on here is the the misbehaving or adrenaline junkie, but it's not just you enjoy the stuff. It's like you have a compulsion for it. You almost have to have it to be okay. That means yeah. it's there to offset something yeah. else. 
And yeah, exactly. Something else that'll go away. So, so in a way, it almost is, or maybe on a deeper level, rebellion yeah. or reaction to you know, similar to what I'm talking about, trying to misbehave because I'm having to be a perfect everything you know on the outside. That that there's also a reaction that could be occurring. The reason that's the thing that's driving that that's right. um, the behavior. That's okay, right. yeah. Yeah, so so I would say this applies to you if you tend to do the same wrong things over and over and over and over, which most people do, or you feel like you need you need to misbehave to offset something, um, yeah. or to feel something different than what you're feeling now. Uh, if you're feeling something like that, this this code should help you with that. So, Dave, you ready to go for yeah. the code? Yep, sure thing. Very important, the tension statement. We pray, we request that all destructive, negative cellular memories, unhealthy habits and addictions, false limiting beliefs, any relationship issues, be found open and healed that are related to the issue of risk-taking and misbehaving. Be found opened and healed through love, light, truth, and God. Amen. Amen. Okay, the first position is left hand bridge, right hand jaw, healing code one position. Healing, systemic thrill-seeking or risk-taking, and all of those drivers of it. Okay, second position is a healing code two position, both hands in the brainstem. Both hands in the brainstem, healing code two position. And, and by the way, another extreme of this is never taking a risk, which is hard to live your life and do that too. That's, that's another extreme. Third position, left hand temple, right hand jaw. And I actually looked up some definitions of risk taking and healthy risk taking, and it was talking about children and being going to the playground uh, running for school officer and things like that is healthy risk taking yeah okay fourth position left hand adam's apple right hand jaw love can be very risky you're almost guaranteed if you love long enough, you're going to have to go through pain with that love, whether it's a child or a partner, somebody at work. To really love, you almost have to accept pain along with that. Okay, back to the first position now. Left hand bridge, right hand jaw. 
cycle two. Okay, second position, healing code two, both hands brainstem again. Okay, left hand temple, right hand jaw, third position now. Left hand temple, right hand jaw. Okay, fourth position, left hand Adam's apple, right hand jaw. And back to the first position, left hand bridge, right hand jaw. <clears throat> okay, that's two cycles. All right, slow, deep breath as we transition to trilogy. Okay, acupuncture points under the arms. Eyebrows, under the nipples, side of the hand, under the nose, middle finger, sore spot, temples, Thumb, under the eyes, collarbones, index finger, middle of the chest, and the 9G. Eyes open, closed, open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle your eyes, circle them back the other way. One, two, three, four, five. All right, let's go to um, left hand brainstem, right hand forehead for about one minute. <clears throat> This is getting unconscious and conscious at the same time. 
everything in between, mind A to Z, basically. All right, now let's do uh, governing and conception vessel activation three times, please. Three times. Going against the flow of energy calms the central nervous system. Okay, now custom healing centers. Let's start with throat. Please open and harmonize. Forehead. Please open and harmonize. Heart. Please open and harmonize. Crown. Please open and harmonize. Base or root on the pubic bone, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, please open and harmonize. And one more time, heart, please open and harmonize. Then both hands on your heart, slow, deep breaths. Let the code process. You should check it again in about 30 minutes. It works at pretty much full power for about 30 minutes. And then make a note of your zero to 10. And you can open your eyes when you're ready. And uh, I did want to add one thing I thought about while we were doing that. And um, uh, I used to really like the Eagles singing group. Uh, they were one of the most popular groups when I was kind of at that 16-year-old place, you know, where you're really into music and all that sort of thing. And most people know they were one of the top groups. Then they broke up. And they were, I think, um, uh, apart for about 15 years. It was a long time. And when uh, members of the group were asked, when are y'all going to get back together? Their pat response was, when hell freezes over. And so when they got back together, the name of their first album and tour was the When Hell Freezes Over Tour, <laughs> which I thought was cool. But that's not the point. The point, uh, one of the members of the group, his name is Joe Walsh, and he is famous, uh, maybe about as famous for his music, which is wonderful, as he is for his addictions to drugs and alcohol. And during uh, the 15 years they were separated, he, he was addicted. And I saw an interview with him, and he said two things that I thought were relevant to this, what we're talking about today, this thrill-seeking and uh, adrenaline and misbehaving and all of that. The first one was that 
the very first time he took drugs, they made him feel complete. They made him feel like he was really who he was supposed to be, which is not what he'd been feeling. But he said after that first time, one time, for the 15 years after that, he was chasing that feeling again and never got it again. Okay? So for 15 years, he's trying to have that same awesome rush feeling, but never gets it again. And, he's, and he was talking about how that's the trap of addiction, is you keep chasing this thing that seemed good, but it's really destroying your life. And then the second thing that he said that I wanted to bring out, he said, okay, so when the Eagles got together, how, how were you able to get clean? Because you were an addict, a big time addict. And, and he thought a minute and he said, it was worth it. Being back with the group was a better feeling and a better kind of rush than what I could get from the drugs. So it was worth it. And, and just with that thought, it's worth it. He was able to get clean when a lot of other people try and fail, try and fail, never get clean. So um, I think all of that is relevant to this. And it's, it's a bigger topic than it seems like on the surface. And some aspect of it is operating in almost everybody. Now, maybe you've already conquered that in your life, but almost all of us have some aspect of that that we've struggled with. So, you know, and I just, I just like to add though that the, 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 the reason that this, these methods are so important to something like this is that they are actually, they are going at the source, yeah. the drivers of the addiction. So, you know, I would tend to, you know, not, I would qualify what he was saying, but he was chasing something in his mind, he was chasing after that, but right. in reality, he was running away from what you're talking about right. on and a it, daily basis, the source the way, memories. You're absolutely right, Dave. And by the way, he talked about that in an interview too, that the, the emotional and mental and internal pain that first drove him to drugs in the first place. And that, and that the only thing that had ever helped with that was being part of the Eagles group. Now, I would say he could have done a lot better than that. But Anyway, that that was what he said. So yeah, you're that's completely correct. And I've got a bug out. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Dave, are you hanging around or leaving? Yes, I will. I'm going to be with Johanna. Yeah. Okay, thank you so if much. She's okay with it, you know. Lo yeah, love you all. Fine. Thank you. Okay, Bye. thanks, Alex. Okay.